Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. This is the Thrive Bites podcast, and welcome to season five. Here we talk about three things, plant-powered living, enhancing emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And I interview the most passionate guests here, ranging from physicians to coaches to dietitians to entrepreneurs. And my hope is to give you really informative and high-valued conversations. So please Follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you hear your podcasts. Come on in, and I can't wait to see you inside. Hey guys, what's going on? This is another episode of Thrive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and I am inter- interviewing Vegan Michelle, um, and uh, or her full name is actually Michelle Svatsna, and uh, we have a great episode. Uh, We talk about whole food plant-based, her journey of being a vegan, and uh, her journey of a former life of being a performer, um, a professional performer. And um, what was that like? You know, she tells a really, really great story. Um, and she shows us, you know, uh, the challenges and obstacles of just being, you know, a professional performer and what that entails and her transition to vegan and then ultimately whole food plant based, um, and, uh, what she does for clients now. Uh, she also, um, invites her into her kitchen and, uh, she gives us a great food demo. So you don't want to miss this and uh, please stay tuned. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, and you decided to share your precious moments with us today, and I greatly appreciate that. So we are going to introduce the next episode. I'm very, very um, excited uh, for her to be here. Um, Her name is Michelle Spachina, but she goes by Vegan Michelle, and she is a certified holistic nutritionist, chef, wife, and a mother dedicated to helping her audience members on a whole food plant-based diet and weight loss journey. And uh, she's been a vegan for over 12 years. Um, she's had two very healthy vegan pregnancies and peaceful home births. I love it. And uh, she has a lot of passion um, and drive to be able to help others do the same and inspire them along that journey. And that's what we're all about here on the, on this podcast is really impacting and inspiring others. And uh, she's written um, a lot of cookbooks. She has a thriving YouTube channel. Uh, She does coaching and she has her own vegan weight loss course. And uh, we're going to go into more of her story. In in 2016, she uh, received a certification from plant-based nutrition from eCornell University. And uh, in 2020, she became a certified holistic uh, nutritionist. So uh, with uh, without further ado, please welcome vegan Michelle. Hello, hi Michelle. Hello, hello. thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna zoom you in um, a little bit. So, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time out uh, for us to be here in your kitchen. Um, I love it. I love you know the green thumb that you have going on. Let me just kind mm-hmm. of uh, maximize you a little bit yeah. and uh, let us know where you are uh, calling from. Yeah, I am in, well, I'm close to Lake Tahoe outside of Reno in about 20 minutes uh, outside of Lake Tahoe. So in the middle of nowhere, mostly <laughs> in Nevada. But in in, in Mother Nature, right? Yes. 
yeah, it's beautiful here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, um, I still have yet to go to Lake Tahoe. Uh, I know that it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to, you know, make my way towards there. And uh, yeah, we just had another guest here on the show. I'm from the Reno area. So oh, cool. uh, great, great. Um, I actually did, I, I was in North Vegas for a work assignment in my uh, early professional career and never had a chance to go, you know, up, um, let's see, Northwest yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So um but yeah did you grow up there or that's been yeah. home for many many years it's i did not grow up here i was born in california lived in hawaii florida uh tennessee and then i went to high school here and then i was a professional singer and dancer for my professional career for the last 20 30 years and uh, so i was all over the place and then i um my parents live here and so we came back here we did live in Vegas for a long time as performers, my husband and I, but I didn't want to raise kids there. So we came up mm. here uh, and we're probably going to move again soon. But for right now, this is home. Okay. Okay. I like, <laughs> I like the traveling bits. So I travel a lot too. So I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. There's a lot to, there's a lot you can learn and grow and experience, you know, with traveling and it's just, there's nothing to replace it, right? Nothing at all. It's the best thing ever. Travel opens <laughs> your mind, opens your senses. It's the best. For sure, for sure. And I know that over the past like, you know, what, three years or two and a half, you know, I don't I can't I don't know what time it is anymore or what year it is anymore, but uh definitely been sequestered. So definitely having that itching uh travel bug. Um so for those that are you know new to you, um I like to introduce you know, my guests and having them talk a little bit about their origin story. So yours is interesting because on your personal, on your uh, personal slash professional website, you know, you mentioned that you struggle with weight yourself mm -hmm. and that you've uh, had to come to find a certain type of balance, you know, in your life. So um, would you be able to share with us, you know, in a snapshot, um, you know, the different roller coasters that you had to go through, you know, why yeah. were they, you know, obstacles? Why were there challenges for you? Obviously, you know, weight loss is a very, it's a huge topic. Um, here, we don't just talk about weight loss. We talk about total body health. We talk about, you know, looking at the body from a very holistic point of view. Um, but, you know, just, you know, with yours, uh, how, how has it been? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I uh, too agree. Holistic aspect of it all is so important and it definitely plays a part in my story. Um, I, Grew up, we ate meat, and um, I was just always kind of like the chubby one, and I always struggled with my weight. I would remember being in Weight Watchers when I was like 12 years old, and I was, wasn't like really huge, but I always was chunky. And up and down and up and down, always just developed a really bad relationship with food, and then as a professional performer part of it, whether you like it or not, part of it is based on what you look like. And if you show up to an audition, you, you know, have, you can be told, I don't like your bangs. You need to lose 15 pounds before we would ever hire you. doesn't matter your mm. talent level. It also matters what you look like. And that's just the frank reality of, of that world. So, you know, uh, from dealing with being a little on the heavy side and then needing to really, you know, drop uh, uh, probably unhealthy amounts of weight. I would experiment with all kinds of weird diets and ways to do that. And it'd just be really miserable, mostly mm. not feeding myself with foods that are helping uh, my body thrive. Uh, just 
existing basically and trying to get through a show. You know, as a professional performer, you're weighed. Um, you have you sign a contract that what you are weighed at at the beginning of hiring, you must maintain. If your costumes get tight, you put you're put on weight restriction. Typically, you get weighed once a wow. week. So it's a big has been a big part of my life. And I got to a point probably in my 20s where I was like early 20s. And I was like, I can't this is making me crazy. I can't mm. do this anymore. There has to be a better way. And I, you know, had done typical like bodybuilder type diets, lots of chicken and lettuce and just starving at like 1100 calories a day and not even having enough energy to perform. So I really got introduced by some, by some actual raw food uh, <laughs> people who were on a contract with me, an acrobat and a dancer. And they introduced me to this world of, of eating a vegan diet. And I, my mind was blown. I didn't realize that you could just eat this way and, and that, you know, your health and your well-being are connected to what you put inside your body. And it was uh, really a journey from there on out. And that was almost about 15 years ago at this point. Mm. I've been vegan almost 15 years. And um, along with that, there's a, a mental component to weight loss and, and just being okay with yourself and accepting yourself. And, and for me, the two really go hand in hand. I see the struggle that a lot of people are dealing with when they're trying to lose weight and I get it. And uh, so all the things that I put together to help people are coming from a place of, uh, you know, a actual pain. I, I get it. I get what people mm. go through. So I have a passion to, to help people get out of that. <laughs> mhm. Mm so, um when you say that you're a professional performer, you sang, you dance, um did you act as well? Yeah, singing, dancing, acting. I have a degree in in musical theater, so um if anybody's watching, think about like kind of like Broadway style shows. That's what I did. I did national tours. I worked on cruise ships. Um, oh. I worked in many Vegas shows and yeah, production style shows. And, and mm. that's what I did. I, I love it. And it's what do I you, do you miss it? Oh my gosh. I miss it so much. I mean, there has <laughs> to be a, a cap on it. Like you have to stop at some point because you age out, but um, yeah, I totally miss it. And up until the pandemic uh, happened, I was still performing. I even here, there are some casinos and some shows, you know, not as much as, I used to before I had kids and before we moved back here. But um, yeah, up until the pandemic, I was still performing. And then now every once in a while, I still have the one odd gig, maybe like four times a year. I'm still doing a show, but not very often. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can still, you know, it, it's because I, I'm sure when you look back on it, it's kind of like the magic of it, right? Because people who are really passionate about their craft, um, it's about the essence and magic, you know, when they're experiencing it. And yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, you could do it for no money and you could still live off of just how much fun, you know, that, that was that period of uh, time, you know, and, it, and, and still holds true, you know, even to this day for you. So that's awesome. Yes. Um, singing in my kitchen, it feels like me. That is who I am. And so it's a, it's a lovely thing to have uh, been able to do most of my life. <laughs> that's awesome. When you look back um, to the performers nowadays that are performing, you know, on these stages, you know, um, both um, on screens or TV um, or just, you know, in person, and you think about what you had to go through, do you sympathize with them? Do they, do you feel like the industry, quote unquote, um, is getting a little bit better in terms of that? Like, what, it, what what would you say to people that are watching or people that have gone through something similar? 
Yeah, I think I think there is more awareness, and I think that people want to make it better. But I also have a pretty pragmatic way of looking at it, and I think when it comes to performing, and this sounds very crass, but you go to watch somebody on stage um, that <laughs> looks aspirational, that does something you can't do, and um, so. In that way, I don't think that aspect of it is ever going to change. I think you're always going to have to be on top of the way you look and the way that you dance and you and you sing and all of those kinds of things and act. But you cannot separate those two. I feel like mm. um, that's just part of the deal. And you have to develop a very tough skin to be able to handle the rejection and to be able to handle uh, that aspect is not you you know what I mean like mm. having people reject you constantly based on what you look like or what you sound like or whatever that is not who you truly are at your core and if you can embody that and know that you're doing the best that you can do great but I, I don't think that's something that's going to change ever really <laughs> I know mm -hmm. that's a negative way to look at it yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, I guess what, you know, it's still business, right? It's still to draw a certain type of crowd or, um, you know, audience, um, you know, things like that. I mean, it's, they say, they say it's show business, right? So yeah. it's all about what the ratings and, and reviews and all that. So yeah, money, money. <laughs> um, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so back to you. Um, yeah. You had gotten certified through, you know, the Cornell University. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful program that they have with their plant-based certification. And then you ultimately got into coaching. You became a nutritionist. Um, how, you know, going along, uh, talking about whole food plant-based, you know, diet, why was that integral in terms of not only you know, integrating that within your own life, but needing to spread that message through your clientele, um, you know, through the different platforms that you have. Why, why was that important to, to do? It's important to me because I, you know, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe people knew, but I sure didn't. I didn't realize the connection between what we eat and what we put in our bodies and, you know, whatever environment that we're in, will connect us to either health or dis-ease. And I just found that very mind-blowing at the time. And I just started, you know, experimenting with myself and my own diet choices and, and seeing the difference. And, and one of the big things for me as, you know, full-time performer, I saw a huge difference in my lung capacity when I was on stage. I saw a huge mm. difference in recovery from performing a hard show. You're, you know, you're basically an athlete. You're performing 12 shows a week, uh, you know, one day off and you're sore, you're breaking down, your body is breaking down. So how to compensate and how to get your nutrition to be something that is going to compensate uh, or going to help you with inflammation, going to help you recover faster. If you get sick, you want to have something to help you recover. And then on a, a bigger scale, wanting to share, share this with people because you know, type two diabetes, um, cancer, um, all these lifestyle diseases that we see more and more and more out there, these can be prevented, potentially reversed, and just improved in general mm -hmm. by what we eat. And that was mind blowing to me. I mean, I just thought I got to share this with whomever will listen. And, and I did. And um, I, that's what kind of led me, of course, singing and dancing is my 100% top passion ever, but nutrition mm -hmm. comes in at a very close second. And that's why I decided to just pursue this further because I was already talking to people about this. I was 
you know, making people try my diet in cats and see if they saw a difference in their performance, hand balancers, um, mm. acrobats, like they would really feel a huge difference when they ate this way, the amount of energy that they had on stage was changed. And I was like, I got to share this with some people. Let me get some <laughs> education behind me, learn some more so I can share this because I was so passionate. I still am. I still am very passionate about yeah. it. When you have your health, like you can go out and you can do anything. And when you don't have your health, you're done. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or whatever. Like you're stuck in bed. You're feeling awful and you can't do what you want. This is the baseline, whether weight loss or health. It's the baseline for a really thriving life. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I said this on, you know, your, your upcoming episode and show um, when I was on with you is um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a homeless person on the street or CEO billionaire, it's like, you can't do anything. And I think that it's so important for people to realize because I do think that whatever purpose and whatever passion, however you decide to show up and serve the world Mm -hmm. um, or however you want to choose to express yourself you know, your health is the fundamental foundation. It's the building blocks, right? And I think it's important to be as healthy as possible, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, um, you know, and all that. And we have to be able to fuel ourselves correctly and appropriately. So number one, thank you for doing what you do. And number two, you know, um, you know, I think it's, it's, really great to do it in your own creative way. So uh, yeah, Um, that leads us to the next uh, segment. Uh, I know that we're doing a food demo. What do you have um, about to cook, you know, uh, for us, with us? Uh, What do you have going on? Okay, I'm doing um, sweet potato enchiladas. They're from my cookbook, Eating Whole. They look like this. It looks so ragged. <laughs> Looked like it's been used a thousand times. Yes, it has. It's like the, the demo copy, so the spacing's not right, and I have the not for recent one. But it's been used a lot. I, I the recipes I share, I actually eat. So what I'm going to do is um, I've done a couple things prepped ahead of time, so we're not here for too long. But it's a really straightforward recipe. I chose this recipe because I think this is great if you're just starting out eating whole food plant-based and you're not really sure what to do. This is kind of like tackling a a favorite or a crowd pleaser and then just making it um, healthy, but that it still tastes good and it doesn't suck and it's not bland. So anyways, what we're going to do is first make the red sauce. And what I'm doing is just using a can of uh, organic tomato paste. Oh, I'm not going to do that yet. (laughs) I'm going to put, um, I've got a little bit of vegetable broth in here and I'm going to saute some garlic first. So just sticking it on. And I've got about three garlic cloves in here. Can you guys? Yeah, I can see. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm just going to saute this for a little bit. This um, will come together pretty quickly. And then I'll show you the next step. So saute that for a little bit. Uh, one of the big game changers for me, and it's something that I didn't want to accept initially when, because I was vegan before I was whole food plant-based. I was vegan probably for like almost 10 years, Uh, but I still use olive oil and I didn't eat a lot of processed food, but I still did have some processed food. And the biggest switchover for me that I saw a big difference was not using oil. And I didn't want to believe it, but I did all the research and understood that, okay, this is a really big deal. Uh, And so this, you know, water sauteing or sauteing with some vegetable broth, if you're unsure, or if you've never, if you've always sauteed with, uh, with oil, it works just fine. You can't taste a difference at all. And you're saving yourself. If you are trying to lose weight, you could be saving yourself like 400 calories, depending on how much oil you're using to saute with. And it's just not, not really necessary. 
But it's a big game changer because if you are trying to lose weight, you're saving that extra calories and, you know, you won't even feel deprived if you get rid of the, the oil um, and you've already, you know, you can, you can eat more volume. Okay. So I've got that going. I really want to put that tomato paste in, but I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to put some uh, smoked paprika. I've got half a teaspoon in here. I hope I'm not the only one who has to read my own recipe. <laughs> but I do. And then I've got um, a tablespoon of maple syrup. So you've got a little bit of garlic and heat and sweetness here. Keep that going. Now I'm going to put that tomato paste in. It's like, yes, I finally get to come out. <laughs> I'm dragging it. I'm doing it. Okay. Now I'm going to put in, I have like a cup of vegetable broth here. So I kind of used a little bit at the beginning to saute. And now I'm going to put the rest of it in here. And we'll use a whisk just to break apart that tomato paste. Michelle, what, what is your opinion about um, the boxed, um, you know, broths that they have in the supermarkets? Um, you know, I, I always look at it or I try to tell people good, better, best, right? If that is your option, get it. Um, if you can make it from home and it's not going to stress you out and you're able to have the time to use vegetable scraps to make your own vegetable broth, do that. If better than bouillon is the only thing that you have available and you like the way it tastes, do that. I'd rather you have some amount of options for yourself so that you don't make it so strict that you can't sustain it. Um, so again, if you're looking at a box of vegetable broth, just look at the back. Try to get something that has the least amount of ingredients in it. If you can find, um, you know, some of the cleaner ingredients, I'm, I haven't used box vegetable broth in a really long time, but I'm thinking like maybe Pacific um, is a good one or Pacifica, I can't remember. Um, and then just try to find something that has like vegetable scraps and water and maybe a tiny bit of sea salt or something like that. How about you? What do you think about that? No, I think that's a, that's a great, uh, great way of uh, categorizing it. Um, you know, for me as a clinician and seeing patients from the entire spectrum from like, you know, whole meats, you know, carnivore to, you know, and a vegan and all that and everyone in between, I like to meet people where they're at, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and I want to kind of help them do a stepwise approach towards getting towards there. And I want them to, you know, you know, jump the, the Grand Canyon ravine or, you know, just do everything all or nothing. It's, it's about incremental changes, you know, Absolutely. over time. So if you're trying to eat a giant pile of broccoli plain and you hate broccoli to begin with, you're going to abandon ship pretty pretty quick. So find the sauce that is, you know, the best choice that you can get and then, you know, have it with your broccoli and, and help it taste good. You want it to still taste good, right? Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you are interested in having a consultation with me and actually see me one-on-one, um, the Chef Doc Lifestyle Medicine uh, practice has partnered with Plant-Based Telehealth and uh, we offer uh, lifestyle medicine consultations. So you'll be able to see me one-on-one and uh, I can go over your health history and seeing what we can do to fill in the gaps. Uh, we can talk about your physical health, anything from food to lifestyle to diet to setting up your kitchen to cooking preparation to grocery shopping to your mental health 
Um, I think it's important that we build our emotional resilience to talking about your sleep and how to stay hydrated and what are the best uh, medicines if necessary, what are the best supplementations if necessary. And we do all this in a very concise manner and it's a conversation. I take the time out to listen. I take the time out to really understand you from the ground up and to look at all aspects um, of your physical, emotional, and mental health. And um, please, you know, uh, drop me a line, schedule an appointment if you want to see me one-on-one. And um, I am very, very looking forward to learning more about you. And again, thank you so much for visiting uh, here uh, at The Chef Doc. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. A little bit of um, hot sauce in here that you can omit this if you want. Um, but this is a, I just got this. It's Melinda's. Um, it's pretty, pretty clean. But again, you know, you want to look at the hot sauce. Just look at your ingredients. The most minimal ingredients that you can find, the best. Um, so that's done. Now I've got some black beans in here. These are homemade black beans. Um, the recipe's in this cookbook as well. But if you don't want to take the time to do that, you can just use a can of black beans, slightly drain them, add um, a little bit of cumin, half a teaspoon of ground cumin, and then salt and pepper. And then also something I did beforehand was literally peel one giant sweet potato, cut it in cubes, didn't put anything on it, put it on parchment paper in the bit on uh, on bake uh, for 400 at 400 degrees for about 20 minutes. So these I'm just going to add right into my beans just to warm everything up. Um, and then we'll we'll start to fill up these uh, enchiladas. Now, when you're also baking uh, the sweet potato, Michelle, um, you are also not using oil when you're baking. You're just throwing them throwing them raw in there. You don't use anything in between. No, I don't use anything. Um, you know, on occasion, if I want to add like some specific seasoning or something, I'll put like a tablespoon of water and then whatever seasoning I'll, I'll you know, use my hands in a bowl and I'll just put it on parchment paper or a silicone baking sheet um, on the baking sheet. Uh yeah, silicone baking sheet on top of a baking sheet or parchment paper. It's not necessary. I remember thinking, but how do you cook this without oil? What's going to happen? You just cook it without oil and it happens. And it happens. <laughs> it's less complex than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll say that that's done. Um, meantime, okay, so we've got our little mixture. That's going to be our filling. And um, I've got the enchilada red sauce here. Uh-huh. Put in my pan. I've got the oven set at 350 and then I'm just going to take um, some whole grain tortillas. Ezekiel wraps are great. I'm not going to use those yet. <laughs> I'm going to take the, the red sauce and I'm going to put it in my pan. Okay. Okay. So a little bit, I'm doing about half of the red sauce on the bottom. I, I get this, I get a question about tortillas all the time. So I want to talk about that in case anybody's wondering. Um, corn tortillas would be fine and great. And again, with that, you want to take a look at the back. Um, shouldn't be any more than organic corn and water and some lime juice or salt or something like that. Um, so that's my bottom of my pan. Or if you're going to do, um, you could do, I know they have like corn flour blends, or you could do just a whole grain tortilla. Ezekiel wraps are great. Um, if you can find them and if you can't, again, just look at the ingredients, find the best, uh, lowest ingredient amount of preservatives and stuff that that is in a lot of tortillas and and get those. So taking these, I'm going to fill them up just a little bit. And then 
wrap them and then set them seam, seam side down. I've got a nine by 13 inch pan, glass pan here. And um, most of the time, depending on the size of the tortilla, I can fit about maybe like five to seven of these guys in here. And this recipe is great. I make it for vegan people, for non-vegan people, for people who will never ever even think about wanting to eat whole food plant-based and everybody loves it. This was one of the uh, recipes that I used to make when I was a personal chef uh, for some families and the kids love it, the parents love it. It's just a good kind of all around crowd pleaser and a great thing to have if you're going to a party and you wanna bring something um, which I recommend if you're trying to eat this way and you're kind of nervous about social situations, bring your food, share it with everybody. And then if nothing is there for you to eat, at least you have something to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good uh, icebreaker and conversational starter, right? It is. It totally is. Yeah. Okay, getting to the end here. And then once these are all set, I'm just going to pop it back in the oven, mostly just to warm the tortillas and um and, and that's pretty much it to be honest with you it's like 15 minutes there in the oven okay and one more i'm gonna make it so if you decide to cook your own beans with this recipe um i used about two cups of cooked beans to fill these one two three four five six seven tortillas okay there we go Shove it in there. And then the rest of the red sauce that you have, you can just pour right on top. I hope you can kind of see. Yeah, you can see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So pouring this. And then I've got some nice garnish. I'm a huge fan of um, cooked with lots of fresh. I love raw veggies. I want to get as many as I possibly can uh, on a daily basis. I personally try to aim for about... Um, a pound to a pound and a half of raw vegetables or even cooked oh, vegetables wow. every single like day. one person or a family? A person. A person. It's, not for everybody. <laughs> it's not for everybody, but for me, I feel really great. Oh, so wow. That's beautiful. That's what we look like there. I'm going to pop those back in the oven and I'll let them stay in there for the sake of, of us talking, maybe 10 yeah. minutes. And we yeah, can sure. not be, you know, crickets around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, what kind when when you have your uh, you know as you're doing that, um, what types of uh, clientele would come to you for coaching? Um, yeah, you know, tell us about you know your coaching style. Um, you know the different you know the process of how you do it, and then if you don't mind sharing the course, you have a vegan weight loss course and what that entails for people. Yeah, absolutely. I've just revamped everything. And so I've got a brand new uh, program that I is very, in, like very, very intensive. Um, so, but typically before I rebranded everything, I would have uh, one-off sessions and then I would have a, a four-week weight loss course, which is was just what you saw on the website. And then, mm -hmm. um, then I would just have uh, consultations with people to maybe they're brand new and maybe they don't want to lose weight, but they don't know how to start eating this way. It seems overwhelming. So there's the transition to kind of information that I can give people. Um, but when it comes to weight loss, I primarily, um, I have worked with men, but primarily I work with women. And I really think, uh, yes, the diet is so important and I don't discount it at all. It is a huge, huge part of, of being able to lose weight, but there's such a mental component to weight loss as well, because 
if you're every single day fighting that trigger moment and, and you've gotten these really deep grooves in, in your routine and your mental, you know, attitude about food, it's going to be really hard to change. Even yeah. if you, you know, decide, desire to eat whole food plant-based. Um, and I started to see that I've, I've worked with many, many women and I just, you know, as case study upon case study, I started seeing, you know what, this is huge. The mental aspect of this is huge. So that is something I very much focus on. And then just like you said, I meet people where they're at because everybody has a different life. We all have different schedules. You know, I work with stay-at-home moms. I work with people who are heads of their own companies. And the times that you have to cook may be completely different. So there's um, this cookbook actually came about out of a, a need for me to be able to say, okay, listen, here's recipes that you can make. I've made really easy, simple ones for the people who don't like to cook or don't have time to cook. And I've made more elaborate ones so that you can make something really fun for a party or for your family or something like that. Um, so I really, I think they pair together the nutrition side and the mental aspect of weight loss. They really go together. And I see that when people combine those, they're much more successful than just trying mm -hmm. to follow somebody else's meal plan for 30 days and the 30 days are up and they're like, okay, now what do I do? Let me just go back to eating the way I did because I don't mm -hmm. know what to do. I don't know how to make my own food. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I do when I, when I coach people and it's really about creating a sustainable lifelong plan so that you're not just ditching this at the end of our time working together, but that you've created something that helps you feel empowered to continue you know your go-to meals, you know and have identified those trigger times in the day or the week or whatever that is your problem. You know, you might be perfect six days out of the week and day seven, you're binge eating from morning till evening. And so being able to confront those and realizing that uh, food only solves one problem, it solves hunger, it doesn't solve emotions, it doesn't solve, um, you know, feeling lonely or bored or needing to decompress. Food does not solve that. So, so yeah, I go deep into the mental aspect. Of it. <laughs> no, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, what they say about sports, right? It's mm -hmm. uh 90% mental and 10% physical, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. and for sure, because I think in our society, we talk a lot about this on other episodes. It's, uh, it's, um, it's hard. It's challenging, you know, what society imposes on us, right? Those of us that chooses to kind of give in, um, to certain fads, trends, um, you know, the way we need to, you know, uh, need to look, should look, you know, you're talking about performance and, you know, just kind of hearing about, you know, how they, I guess, you know, uh, accept you or reject you, you know, in terms of a, a, a job, I, I don't know what you would call it, but, you know, a job or a, a gig or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, can be very disheartening, you know, when you are just literally reduced to a number oh, yeah. um, or a waist size um, mm -hmm. or a dress size for females, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It's, it is very demoralizing. And to be able to find um, self-empowerment, being able to take control of your nutrition, knowing you're feeding your body well, seeing results, um, you know, you're, you get to eat a lot uh, when you eat mm -hmm. whole food plant-based, which is something that I love. And why it really stuck for me because you can eat a lot of these plant foods that are very low in calorie uh, density. And, and, you know, before say I was having like a chicken piece, the size of my hand and a tiny salad with some disgusting craft Italian oil-free dressing. <laughs> now I'm eating like 
you know, I can eat like a tables full of, of a pound and a half of vegetables every single day. And then I also get to have these things that I find really satisfying, things like sweet potatoes and quinoa or millet pasta or something like that, or enchiladas. Obviously, you still have to be mindful when you eat. You st- no matter what diet you're on, you still have to be mindful and you would have an enchilada or two and you pay attention to, okay, am I eating past the point of feeling hungry? All those things are super important, but they do give you, coming back to your question, they do give you that sense of strength and empowerment to be like, I am more than what I weigh because duh, like there's so much more to you, you watching this right now, you struggling with your weight than, you know, a number, you are so much more. And this is just something that helps you gain that momentum. It's like, you're pushing this rock up the hill and you get to the top and you're like, I did that. I can do anything I want now. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of times, um, you know, I, I, I also take on uh, one-on-one patients, um, you know, uh, myself, and uh, I find uh, some common denominators they have is, you know, one, they struggle through their own, you know, health journey, but also, you know, when they comes time to talk about their partners or their families, uh, they don't, not everyone has you know, that kind of support, you know, a supportive partner or, you know, kids that are interested, not that interested in what you do or cook and things like that. What would you say, you know, for when you're, you know, uh, counseling your clientele, you know, when you don't have as supportive of a group, you know, what, you know, how do you take, how do you navigate that, that process? Yeah. I think the most important thing to making any kind of change in your, in your life is making it public, right? So whether that is you working with a coach and reaching out to somebody who can kind of give you some tips on how to navigate these situations that, that are feeling like insurmountable or talking to a friend, um, Facebook groups, uh, YouTube channels, um, Instagram, there's so much more now than there was 15 years ago. And even back then you could find those pockets of people but we live in this age where everything is out there. So read the books and get inspired by watching videos of people. You're like, oh my gosh, that looks delicious. And they look great and they look really happy. Let me see what they're doing. What tips do they have to say? Look at a wide gamut of all these people like yourself, like myself, like so many of the people out there that are really promoting this lifestyle and just get encouraged. Know why you want to do this and know that no one's coming to save you. No one's going to do it for you. Mm, You mm. have to decide within yourself. I'm doing this for me. I don't care if my husband is killing a cow on the table. I'm eating this other thing. Um, Hopefully he's not killing a cow on the table. Um, Yeah, let's let's, not hope that either. (laughs) But you know, you can introduce, even if nobody in your family ever decides to eat the way that you do, eating more plants in general is a really good thing. So you can begin to, you cook their food, you cook your food and you share it with them. Um, my husband was not vegan for nine years of my vegan journey mm. and he is now, which is awesome, but I never pushed him. We cooked separately. Say we were making a stir fry. We would stir fry the vegetables in one pot. He would serve the meat in another. And then at the table, we would, you know, take what we want. And, and there was never, uh, he was always very, fine with, with my dietary choices. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. even if people around you are saying, this is stupid, you're, you know, you're going to be unhealthy. You're going to lack. It's, it's just not too true. Do the research, um, read the books, get on fire for why you're doing this and nothing can stop you. I think that's really important. And if you're allowing somebody else to be the excuse or what's holding you back, take a look at that too. You know, you're living your life. You only have this one life to live do the things that you want to do that you know deep down inside are going to give you 
passion and make you feel happy and healthy and vibrant, do that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. And passionate and compassionate to those around you who have different views, of course. Views, of course. But yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. I think, um, I think it's super important to hear what others have to say, you know, yeah. and hear their perspectives um, and what they think. Ooh. <laughs> All done here. And now we're going to garnish it really beautifully. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's many different ways to eat. There's many different ways to live and to be open and have an open mind uh, to what other people have to say is so important, right? You know, we don't want to just be one-sided, but to know what is true for you is is very empowering as well. Okay, I've got some pre-made, um, this is like a vegan queso dip. It's uh, also in this cookbook, but it's made with some cashews and nutritional yeast, some smoked paprika, cumin, and sea salt, and some water. So I'm just going to take some of this and drizzle it on. Um, this actually makes this dish. It's really, really good. Um, but again, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, it's about using something like this mindfully, because if you eat a cup of cashews, that's a lot of calories, right? But you want to have a little bit so that it tastes good and it's palatable and you feel satisfied. Um, I'm also going to take some avocado. I have the choice of like one really overripe avocado and this kind of not ripe one. So let's see. <laughs> Cut this open. We'll see. Looks good. Okay, so I'm just going to chunk this. And again, um, I don't know what you think about this, but the research that I've looked into a uh, low fat whole food plant-based diet is where you want to be uh, for weight loss. The case studies that I've worked with, that seems to work really well with a lot of women, young and old, and um, it's adequate. It's an adequate amount of fat that I recommend uh, people have, but it's a little bit hard, um, but on the lower end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when the whole food plant-based quote-unquote movement started about, um, you know, most of the most of the great research started in 1990 with uh, Dean Ornish's work. And, um, you know, everything does point towards a, a lower fat uh, around, uh, I give or take like 10%, um, you know, composition um, here or there. And, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, combining everything. You know, I think what we, we, we do focus a lot. We, I would say nine and a half times out of 10 focus a lot on macronutrients. And, um, you know, one of the essential nutrients we don't actually talk about is fiber and, uh, fiber helps us so much in terms of regulating, you know, weight and cholesterol and all that jazz, um, but, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of good, uh, natural, um, you know, um, you know, oils in whole foods that are important to, you know, ingest as well, because we do need fat in our body to function, um, as well. So, yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, uh, it can seem scary a little bit to say low fat, but it's, it's still pretty adequate. Like you get everything you need and, and really nothing you don't. <laughs> Um, okay, so now what I'm garnishing this with, um, as we're speaking, I'm doing some red cabbage as well as uh, green onion, cilantro, and either serrano pepper or uh, jalapeno pepper. And then, of course, you want to serve with lime because why not? And you can, of course, serve with some more uh, salsa or hot sauce if you'd like. And then let me get some gloves so I can just show you the finished product. Typically, if I was making this um, and I wanted to feel nice and full as I was trying to lose weight or maintain weight, I would serve this with a big, you know, on top of either a big bed of greens or with a giant salad. So 
there's the finished. Oh, part. nice. <laughs> <laughs> For those that are listening, you better hop on the YouTube to watch it. Um, it's just really, really nice. And uh, her channel is stupendous. She has so much, uh, so much there. Um, the common common theme is uh, it's just colorful all the way around. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think that's you know one of the great uh, benefits of it is just the diversity and variety um, that uh, you know we can engage uh, with with whole, uh, whole food plant based. Um, I I like you know uh, taking this reference a lot. I I interviewed another chef colleague on, on a couple of seasons back, and she told me that if you were to eat you know a new plant, whether it's a fruit or a vegetable of any kind for every meal three times a day uh, for 365, you don't repeat the same, you know, plant when you come back around, you know? So that's how, that's how big it is. So, and, um, and I think, yeah, I think that's probably a misnomer about eating this way. You're just going to be eating lettuce, rabbit food. <laughs> There's so much, so much variety and so many things that you can do to make it interesting uh, for yourself. I don't feel deprived in the slightest. I feel good and I'm excited about what I'm eating. Um, but it's also keeping me super healthy. And I think that can yeah. be it's for everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, Michelle, thank you so much. Um, you know, thank you for inviting us into your home. Thank you for the wonderful meal you created. Um, I'm going to come over right now. <laughs> I need somebody to help me eat these. <laughs> Where's your family? <laughs> <laughs> They're all sleeping. They can sleep. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for showing up the way you do. Um, please continue, you know, being, you know, such a light and, you know, doing it in your own creative um, and passionate way. Um, for those that wanted to visit you and see your offerings, your cookbooks, I know you have a bunch of cookbooks. Where can they find you? Yeah. Um, if you're already on YouTube, you can just hop over to Vegan Michelle. Uh, that's my channel name on YouTube or veganmichelle.com uh, is my website. Uh, you can also find my books on Amazon. Just search v Vegan Michelle as well and vegan underscore Michelle on Instagram. So those are the places you can find me. And if you want to nice. email me, if you have a question or something, veganmichelle at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, well, Michelle, thank you so much um, again, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. If you like this, please comment, like, and subscribe. And if you felt that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until then, please say goodbye to Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Colin. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for watching that episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this, please like, follow, and subscribe. And please follow us for the latest updates for this season, season five. And if you feel that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube. And thank you so much again. And we will see you on the next one. <laughs>